Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Pensacola, Florida, it's time for Pensacola Business Radio. Now, here are your Business Radio X hosts. Hey, good morning, everybody. Keith over here, broadcasting live. And um, we have uh, on the other side of uh, my computer today, actually, is uh, Stacey Martino with Relationship Development. Good morning, Stacey. How are you? Good morning, Keith. I'm awesome. How you doing? I am well. So um, I guess fill me in. Uh, what is Relationship Development? Uh, sure. My husband, Paul, and I are the founders of Relationship Development. And basically, we help people create an unshakable love and an unleashed passion in their relationship, uh, all without needing your partner to participate in that process in order for you to get the results you want in your relationship. We don't do any couples work because couples work doesn't work. Uh, it's really a personal development approach to relationship, which is why we call it relationship development. And we've been blessed to save over 10,000 marriages uh, at this point and, and help a lot of others uh, bring the passion back to a good marriage. Um, that's what we do around here. Wow. Okay. So you know, I've always heard, you know, you got to, you're only 50% of the relationship, right? And you need the other half to participate. So why is that different now? Yeah. Well, it's not that it's different. It's just that that was broken um, because relationships, and I get it, like we were all brainwashed to think that. Um, but the truth is it really only takes one person to change any relationship or transform any situation. Can I'll give you an example, Keith, because I'm sure that this has happened for you as well. Um, have you ever been in like a really high state where you were rocking it, you were in the zone, everything was going great for you, and either you came home or your partner came home or even somebody else in your world and like they were in the toilet, they were complaining about everything, right? Oh, yeah. And they're like oh, everything bad happens to them. What happens to your state when that happens? Oh, I mean, you absorb it usually and then you end up joining them, which is never fun. Exactly, right? Nothing changed in your world. That's a trigger. They triggered you. Now you're in the toilet, and most likely now we're in that beautiful, fun game of going back and forth. Why do you have to always look uh, so down on everything? There's, we're like, we could do something with this. Things aren't so bad, right? And like, you don't get what it's like in the real world. You don't have problems. <laughs> and now round and round we go. It's the power of triggers. Nothing changed for you, but they impacted you. They triggered you, and now back and forth we go. All we're doing is teaching people how to use that power of triggers, because triggers happen in every relationship, um, to actually work for you, get you the result you want instead of the result you hate, by actually triggering, bringing out the best in people, and stop unknowingly triggering the worst in them that you hate. That's okay. it. It really only takes one person to transform any relationship. Yeah, I we guess I actually could see had that. that experience where we showed up in a really crap mood and someone was nice to us anyway. Like, have you ever had that experience oh, where yeah. someone was kind to you when you totally didn't deserve it? <laughs> yeah, yes, totally. <laughs> yeah, and it changes the experience right away. It also, by the way, bonds people and creates a lot of loyalty in that moment. But we forget to do that in the day-to-day of relationship because we have this false belief that our partner kind of owes us something or that, you know, they're a big kid. They should be able to pull their crap together. Um, And we have a lot of buildup of resentments and stuff. But when you really start using tools and strategies that work, it only takes one person to shift a relationship every single time. Wow. Okay. So what are some of the, uh, I guess, more constructive triggers as opposed to those that sort of bring you down? Oh, such a good question. 
question. Constructive triggers. I love it. Um, well, basically, it all starts with getting a relationship education, which it boggles the mind that we never actually get a relationship education for the single most important relationship right. of our lives that impacts us the most, right? Well, how much time do we spend on business education and entrepreneurship, and yet nobody even gives us like two pages on actually have a really great love relationship? Um, and part of that is understanding the massive differences between the masculine and the feminine. Men and women are completely different. No. And so, for example, uh, a constructive way to trigger someone is understanding how different your partner is for, from you. Like in the case of um, asking for help is a really good common one. Uh, men, typically, the masculine does not appreciate unasked for help. Uh, yeah. Meaning if yeah. uh, you were working on something and another guy came over and just stepped in and started taking over, uh, a lot of times guys perceive that as like, hey, man, you don't think I got my crap together? Like, I can do this. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right? I understood. Yeah, it's a total masculine threat, right? Exactly. Well, unfortunately, women are wired to offer help all the time if they want to be a good girl, even if nobody asks for it. Okay, which I guess you can comes see back how to bite them. Not knowing the differences between men and women, we're really causing a kerfuffle with each, even with the best of intentions, we're causing unnecessary kerfuffle because if a woman's a good girl, she's going to offer you help with whatever you're doing because seeing you do something and not offering help would mean she's not a good girl. And if you deny her and say, no, babe, I got it, she's going to step in and start helping most likely anyway because that's what women are trained to do. Are you following how crazy this is and how much trouble we get ourselves into? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. So, um, yeah, and on the... Go ahead. Oh, sorry, no, no, go ahead. Go ahead. On the flip side of that, um, a guy would never insult another man by implying he doesn't have his crap together and offering help when it hasn't been asked for. However, women have also been trained to never ask for help unless, like, a refrigerator has fallen on you or your <laughs> life is in danger. But we just count on nice people offering help to us, right? Like right, when okay. a, a girl's washing uh, her uh, dishes after dinner or something like that, and her sister's chatting with her, she's like, oh, let me try, let me help you, let me do that with you. Are you working on those papers? Let me help you with them. Let me help you organize. And so women mistakenly just sit silently and wait for their men to offer unsolicited help, thinking if he loves me, he's going to offer to help all the time. But a man would never insult the woman he loves and respects by offering unsolicited help. So even with the most positive intentions, we're in kerfuffle land, and everybody's pissed at each other, and we have no idea that we triggered the worst in each other. Wow. So uh, so men are waiting for the women to ask for help, and then women are just needing the men to understand that they're always going to help. Yes, you yeah. got it. Okay. See, in just like three minutes, it's revolutionary. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> okay, so... So what are some of the uh, what are some of the other pitfalls like like uh, you know if you had to give some quick tips for people to avoid you know the next twenty four hours of of going down the wrong <laughs> hole what, you know what would it be? Um, well, generally speaking, it's really truly starts with an appreciation that your spouse or your significant other is actually completely different from you. They're wired differently than you, and it's a level of acceptance that 
actually they're supposed to be, right. and it's a good thing. Okay. Because so many times in relationship, we get so frustrated during the day with our partner because they're not doing, thinking, saying, or being what we would have done in that moment. And when you live with someone and it's 24-7, that starts to build up and you really start to get agitated over time that things aren't done the way you would like them to be done. And the number one thing you can start doing right now is to stop judging that as why aren't they more like me and start appreciating okay, they're actually very different than me, and that's actually why I picked them, and I don't want to be with another me. That would suck. So I actually love them, and I need to start learning them, right? It's like kind of learning the book of your spouse, um, trying to understand how they're wired. And it starts with the first thing you can do to maintain your state, to not bring more kerfuffle to your relationship, is just give yourself a space within the moment, like just a few extra seconds not to react to your partner, but instead to start appreciating, okay, like they're almost like a different species than me, and there's probably something here that I'm not understanding yet. Give yourself and your partner some grace. That's the number one thing that you can do to start building uh, a little bit of a foundation back. Wow. Okay. So, you know, it wouldn't it be nice if we just didn't get set off on these roads to begin with? Yes, it would be. <laughs> really, we're trying in a, in a perfect to, world. to get this information out there so nobody has to end up needing me when they're 40. Right, right. Okay, so well, let's talk about that. So how, how do you get your information out there? How, how are you um, uh, finding the, those that need help, or are they, are they asking directions and coming to you? It's both. Um, we literally, we partner with a lot of people. We do awesome shows like yours. Um, a lot of other entrepreneurs um, share us with their audiences because maybe they're doing business training and everybody's like, yeah, but my spouse, yeah, but my spouse. Mm-hmm. And we are the solution for the yeah, but my spouse part of that. Um, we have co-authored or, or authored six international best-selling books. We do online programs. We have sold out live events all year long. Um, so we do our own type of stuff and then people promote us and share us and spread the word because truly everyone on the planet who wants one anyway really deserves a relationship education this is something that everybody really deserves to have and when i see parents implementing this and not only is it awesome for them they're improving their marriage and totally reclaiming their happiness and their joy but they're breaking the chains of the generations that have been handed down because when their kids see their marriage the way that it is once they start doing this work they won't need me when they're 40 because they know what an unshakable love looks like. They know what an unleashed passion looks like. And they'll start modeling the relationship development approach. Um, and then we can really break the chains on this disposable relationship society we've been handed. Yeah, I guess there's not enough of that in the, in the front. It's like, uh, it was almost like balancing your checkbook. Nobody ever taught you that in high school either until, I'm, I'm sure they do now. So but, you know, true. when I went, it, they just, those basic things that you need to really understand, relationships being one of them, and I would think money being the other, um, they don't jump in and give you a head start. Amen. <laughs> so. I agree. And I think that those of us who are like, you know, personal development and growth type people, what we went out and figured out money, right? We are going out now and figuring out relationship. It's awesome that we know how to model the best when it comes to entrepreneurship. That's how mm-hmm. we get where we are. Mm-hmm. We're starting to go model the best when it comes to money. Um, and I'm thrilled to say that we've solved this relationship thing. And now people can model the best when it comes to that. And it truly will be us that teaches uh, the next generation, not 
not necessarily institutions. Yeah. Um, as we know with entrepreneurship, that's how things get done. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, if, like, let's just say, like, uh, I have two daughters, and uh, they're both getting into the dating age. So yep. is, there, is there sort of a, something I can do for them that's going to head some of this off? before it gets yeah, you know, too bad? Absolutely. Um, first of all, the number one thing, Dad, is get this relationship education so that you can help start translating for them yeah. um, as they start to have kerfuffle. Because what you'll see is uh, girls will assign a lot of false meanings to stuff that guys do. Um, a guy will not call or not message her back or she'll text and he won't respond and she'll assign a false meaning that he's not into me, he doesn't care about me he's moving on to something else whereas as a man you can very elegantly easily and peacefully explain um dude he doesn't have an answer for you right now because he has to figure out the answer to your question and men don't just chat they actually respond when there's a purpose and there's no purpose right now so you'll hear back from him when he figures it out there's no need to make it about you that's just how men's brains work Wow. Okay. So how do the female brains work? (laughs) (laughs) I wish we had more time. And I'm just kidding. Uh, The female brain just runs on a completely different program. Um, We attach a lot of emotion to things. And it's about understanding that very often, um, you know, women's primary need is for connection. Right. uh, And men's really run on an autonomous program. Men love to collaborate and work together as teams, but they're still really operating autonomous within that, right. whereas women have a very strong need for connection, and they actually look to other people outside of themselves for feedback and approval, whereas a man has like an internal compass. He just knows when something's right for him, it's right for him, and he doesn't need to check in with anybody else. There's like, we teach about two, 300 tools like that for understanding the difference between the blueprints of a feminine and a masculine, yeah. and the tools and solutions to um, interpret everything going both ways so that it runs really smooth. Yeah, okay. So how long have you been doing this since you you said 10,000 relationships? That I mean, that's a that's a lot. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's crazy. Um and it's starting to multiply faster and faster every year. Um my husband and I have actually been doing this work for the past 20 years as a mission, meaning I start we started this because I saved our marriage by myself single-handedly and then we decided to put our marriage first and dive in and study and um I've been trained and I've been blessed to be trained and certified by a lot of the great masters in this. I've been uh, certified by Tony Robbins as all kinds of things over the years and studied with a lot of great experts. But about 10 years ago, we started doing this as a mission and helping other people. But when you're working full-time jobs, as most entrepreneurs know, you can only do your side gig so much. And so eventually our side gig started squeezing out our jobs and we created this as a business. And that's what we've been doing for the last five years. And it's been growing rapid fire. Fantastic. So are you doing like seminars and stuff or do you do everything digitally or or how does that work? It's a combination. We do. We do seven live events a year. One is uh, an, an event that's open to the public. It's a three-day live, high-energy immersion event, like a Unleash the Power Within kind of an experience, mm-hmm. but for relationships, um, where we literally give people a breakthrough to the next level in their relationship within those three days. It's not a couple's event. It's designed just for you. Um, and we do that once a year. Um, and we also have online programs. We have mastery-level programs that so we do coaching and things like that. Wow. I'm a huge Tony Robbins fan, so you're totally in my wheelhouse. Yay! 
So, yeah, we're very much in alignment. He is the greatest, and we are always so grateful to him uh, for the core of what started it all for me and what started it all for my husband as well. Very cool, very cool. So so uh, you guys had gone down uh, just sort of a bad road and got into a, a sort of a rut, and you just decided, you know what, I'm going to pull the bootstraps up and make this happen? Or I mean, how did you stumble upon all this? <laughs> you know, it kind of like life has a plan for you, yeah, right? I didn't yeah. see it coming. Um, but uh, about 17 years ago, my husband sat me down to tell me that he was leaving, that he felt like he had tried everything, and he just didn't see how this was going to work out. And I kind of had a, a huge awakening that, you know, Sam, like, this is me. I've never had a successful relationship. Certainly was never modeled for me in mm-hmm. my world. Mm-hmm. And I'm just a massive achiever. I don't know how to do relationship. But luckily, I was a personal development junkie. So I figured, if anybody's figured this out, I'm going to find them and I'm going to model what they do yeah. and try to get the same results. Um, and so out of desperation and inspiration, I started reading every book, listening to every class. If there was a speaker, my butt was in the seat. Mm -hmm. And I literally transformed myself, learning and mastering all these differences between men and women, and transformed myself also into a happier, more authentic version of myself. And it literally ended up saving our marriage. And through being inspired by the change I was able to make, uh, Paul decided to jump in, and he's like, whatever you're doing, like, hand me a book or something. Like, I got to know what you're doing, because this is, I've never been this so happy in my life and I didn't even do anything you did all of this for us and so we've just been doing that ever since very cool what do you th- what do you think was your biggest hurdle like what uh, your biggest thing to kind of overcome well my biggest hurdle will never be the same as yours because as a feminine woman my biggest hurdle to actually creating a magnificent relationship was to stop living from protection first and to literally be willing to open even if I get hurt Ah, you had to get rid of the scarcity model, huh? Yeah, and for women, you know, once we start getting hurt, especially your young daughters, um, the unfortunate, you know, neuro conditioning that we put in place at a young age is, oh, I don't want that to ever happen again. I'm going to protect from that so it doesn't. And I basically built myself a nice wall and became a nice ice princess where nothing and nobody could get to me because I thought that would be the way not to get hurt. Overcoming that was my number one biggest obstacle, which also included stepping out of my own masculine, which I thought I was going to use to storm through life and being willing to open to my feminine because my very masculine husband did not love the masculine in his Mm -hmm. wife that would show up when she was triggered. Yeah. So uh, did you run around singing Let It Go too? I didn't, but you know, it was so nice when they made the movie about me. I really appreciated that on many levels. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> uh, um, so uh, when, you, when you said the masculine study, you said, I guess, first of all, this can be done at no matter what age, I'm guessing, you know, whether you're a young into a relationship or whether you've been, like you were saying, in a relationship for a while, you know, 20 years old or 65 years old. This is stuff that that's you correct. can translate to whatever age group. Yeah. So uh, the other thing is, is um, you know, you said the masculine inside of you. So that I'm assuming, you know, we condition ourselves from what I, I guess I think I understand to just sort of um, put the wall up and, and, you know, head first through some things throughout life, especially during the day when you know you've got so many things coming at you at 100 different miles an hour. That starts to, over time, really make you rigid and and. You're saying your masculine self. I'm, I'm assuming that's sort of what you're talking about. Is that correct? 
Yeah, for women, um, you know, if we're a feminine, we all have masculine and feminine sure. energy in us, but every one of us has a dominant core energy. And as a woman, I happen to be a feminine core energy. But uh, a lot of women, especially today and especially in the work environment, are actually conditioned to start operating from their masculine because the feminine is not exactly welcome or we don't think the feminine is going to allow us to achieve if we want to compete at the level that men compete at. We learn how to put on a masculine mask and really head in using a masculine operating system, um, but it completely exhausts us. We're not actually wired for it the way that men are. Uh, men have an authentic masculine core, and when you start providing and achieving and breaking through, and like it fuels you. You never get run down by providing and serving and protecting. We can provide, serve, and protect just like anybody else, but eventually it will deplete us to the point where we're like, if someone something for me, right? Um, and we get exhausted, whereas men don't actually have that experience. So what happens to us? <laughs> yeah, we so just keep going until we just keel over. <laughs> A lot of men actually are, are uh, struggling to operate from their authentic core, mature masculine energy, you know, where a lot of us are distancing ourselves from the macho crap of the past, you mm -hmm. know, the immature masculine who... Mm -hmm doesn't have any concern for anyone else or any integrity, but men had started adopting more of a nurturing, more of a kinder, more of a gentler kind of energy to be more pleasing and acceptable, especially a lot of men raised by single moms. Right. Um, and so they want to be more nurturing, more pleasing, more acceptable, and they're starting to like dim that intensity that comes with that mature masculine energy. And there's just not enough role models, which is why I'm so grateful that my husband and I do all of our training and teaching together, because I'm able to teach from the feminine, and Paul brings the mature masculine example. It's about being able to serve with honor and integrity, bring your masculine energy to serve others without dimming it. Um, everybody has the ability to be a nurturer just like we all have both energies between us, but men who deny their intense, strong, masculine energy, their leadership, really do start to feel like they're losing their passion for life. Um, and a lot of it is where you start to see men going through midlife crisis and things that they call midlife crisis. It's just that they've tapped, uh, their passion has been turned off. It's like turning the flame off. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's about up-leveling it by pairing it with a really great, mature skill set to be able to use your phenomenal masculine core energy in a way that serves and appreciates others. Yeah. So, okay. So, so let's elaborate on that just cause I'm very curious with, with this, but so how do m males stay nurturing, but still keep their masculinity without seeming like, uh, you know, the chauvinistic pig or the, the, you know, just the typical sort of ape man mentality that people would think that you have sometimes. <laughs> um, so actually it comes from a skill set. It's a skill set that we just were never taught. But uh, one example that I just shared with you earlier is about, you know, understanding how your daughter is going to perceive that lack of text message response. Mm -hmm. That's a mature masculine approach, meaning I'm not just going to tell you what I think is right from my own, like, why, why are you freaking out because he didn't text you? That's ridiculous. That's an immature masculine response. Right. Taking the time to explain, hey, guys' brains work differently than yours. This is a little bit of what's going on. Let me take the time to explain 
it to you because I understand your perspective as a woman, right. and I'm going to serve you here. I'm going to help protect you, and I'm going to help develop you. That's a mature masculine response. When you really start to be able to study, whether it's your kids or your woman, but when you truly understand her, what makes her happy? How does she need things in order to feel safe? How does she need things in order to feel provided for? Not what you think was best, but what's her model of the world? And you literally show up from honor and integrity to serve her and put her first. That's the mature masculine. Very cool. So you are very passionate about this stuff. I love it. I can, I can just, I can feel it. Um, I am, and it's super fun. <laughs> uh, I, I could, I could imagine it's very rewarding to watch um, some couples that are maybe on the edge and about to not make it turn around and and have a new shining day, huh? Amen. And I'll tell you the reason why Paul, my husband, and I get up every single day is because there are kids in those houses. Yeah. And I know when their parents, one of the parents raises their hand and says, okay, be the hero for my family. I'll do this. I'll do the program. I'll learn the tools and strategies. I'll save us. Then I know, I know a little bit about what's in store for those kids' futures. Right. But when people don't, I mean, we can also predict a little bit of what's in store for those kids. And it's very, very rewarding because real families, people want answers. Look, you want solutions. Everybody wants solutions. We're good people. We want answers. And what Paul and I are all about is stopping the unnecessary suffering. Yeah, our generation before us didn't know this. And yeah, they handed us a lot of crap, whatever. But we figured it out now. We have tools and strategies that work no matter what's going on, whether it's infidelity or addictions or bankruptcies, it doesn't matter. We can solve it all. And everybody really deserves that right now because it's tough to be a real family today. And so we're kind of the hero for the real family. Yeah, very cool. Okay. So, so let's just say that there are some couples out there that are hearing this or, or how do you think is their best approach if they realize, okay, you know what, this is probably a good idea. How do I bring this to my spouse and say, you know, let's get started. (laughs) Yeah. So please don't. (laughs) <laughs> Please just, don't. just take it upon yourself to just because, do it, huh? Yeah, couples work is highly destructive. In fact, right now, today, couples counseling is actually destroying marriages at rapid, rapid epic proportions. Um, it's very often the nail in the coffin move at the end because it's failing. Whenever you get into couples work, it really turns into a blame and sides show, which is a death rattle for any relationship. Um, please don't. That's one of the foundational uh, false beliefs that we will help you annihilate when you start doing the work uh, that we do is stop waiting for your partner to fix things. Start solving them yourself. Uh, so come to our web class, come to our event, start our program, start, build a foundation, put some deposits into the bank of goodwill. Like I did with Paul, show them that things are getting better. Uh, things are easier. You're happier. They're happier. And then as you build, then one day you can say, Hey, this is a program I've been doing. This is a book I've been reading. Um, if you're interested at all, cool. If it's not your thing, that's fine. I'm willing to do this. It only takes one person. Very cool. Okay, so if they want to do that, where can we send them to? So um, you can sign up for our free two-hour live web class that Paul and I do at relationshipbreakthroughsecrets.com. 
Um, and you can check out our live event, which is coming up. Uh, RelationshipBreakthroughRetreat.com is our three-day live event. It is a game changer like nothing else on the planet. And if we can ever serve you and you want to check us out, you can go to RelationshipDevelopment.org anytime and find us. So how come free? How come you give it all? Two hours? I mean, obviously, is two hours all I need? Or is it? it is, uh, that's a lot to give away. <laughs> Uh, that's kind of our model. Um, this is a really different type of an approach, and I really do feel that until someone really sees some benefit that this methodology will work for them, it's hard to get out of that pain of, why should I be the one? Why should I do this? If they don't want to, why should I? Right. And we really help people navigate that journey in that two-hour class and show them a little bit of visibility into how they got where they are, what things are causing them pain. We kind of show them what's really going on and remove some of that pain. And then, yeah, if they want to sign up for our eight-week online course or one of our events, we offer them the opportunity for us to actually help them implement this in real life and support them through it if that's what they want. Um, But we're all about getting that relationship education training out there. We're on a mission to change how relationship is done in this world, and this is one of the methods that we use to do it. Very cool. Okay, and so where is your next live event located? Our next live event, Relationship Breakthrough Retreat, is happening in Princeton, New Jersey, July 30th through August 1st. Very cool. Jersey, huh? Jersey. Yeah. I got friends and family there, too. (laughs) Uh, Up in uh, uh, Morris Plains, as a matter of fact, is where they used to live. And then uh, some old college roommates live over there in Red Banks. Oh, yes. Cool. Yeah, very cool. So, well, listen, Stacey, uh, this is fantastic stuff. I I really have enjoyed talking with you this morning, and I want to thank you for joining us today. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, Keith. It's awesome. So uh, let me get us out of here, but stay on the line, and uh, uh, we'll get some stuff here as soon as I get off, off the air, okay? All right, guys, you can find us at Picola Radio X on Twitter. You can find us at Picola BRX on Facebook. Or you can find us on our webpage at businessradiox.com slash Pensacola. And this has been Pensacola Business Radio, where business is good and your work matters. 